When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello there. It's uh, Friday. Lori and Julia show on my talk 107. A lot of everything entertainment. Thank you for joining us. We do appreciate your company. Just got to hang in there a couple more days, folks. It's getting here. We're going to be in the upper 20s on Sunday. By Monday, could be low 30s. Oh, my gosh. I know it's going to feel like balmy. Yeah, Break out just, the vest, just everybody. Just got to get through the next couple of days. I'm so glad because people are just getting tired. Yeah. You, I, you, I'm getting used to the temperature, but the sliding your feet, the not really spending more than two minutes outside is getting old. Getting old. Real, real old. Um. I only learned one thing from watching late night television last night, and it quite tickled me. Uh, Fitty Sant was on with Fitty. Fitty with Colbert. Never been on the show. He's got a movie out right now, and um, I just I love him. I don't know what it is about him, but I just love him. I find him to be charming. I like his TV show power, the acting. You know, I'm fascinated. Like when he was on Watch What Happens Live, and Andy said, "How much money you got?" and he had like ten grand. Well, that and then the bankruptcy where he really wasn't bankrupt. Yeah, just everything. So he tells Colbert is just kind of like, I've never met you before. And he said, I don't know. Do I call you 50? Do I call you Curtis? Do I call you 50? You know, I don't want to be not cool. And um, Curtis, I'll call him Curtis because he is promoting a movie. He goes, you know why? And he does have an adorable way of talking. There's something. I don't know if he's got a lisp or something. But he said, Sharon Osbourne is how Fiddy got started because with her British accent, she's oh. like, oh, Fiddy Sen. <laughs> and he I said, and that. after that, then <laughs> everybody started calling me Fiddy. He well, said, but it's Sharon Osbourne. So wow. that's what yeah. I learned. Okay, didn't I? It's better than that. my nickname, which was Pity. Pity. That's Pity Scent. Mm. At City Pages, because I would sweat. Oh, <laughs> and I always wore these like, oh, like you know, work oh. silk shirts, you know, that you're wearing underneath suits, and you'd always pit out the arm. Well, when I would like go to a meeting, when I had to like present something, I would sweat. So they just started calling me Pity. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. I was really special times. Yeah, it was special times. You must not have been the boss then. I was the oh, boss. Oh, you were. They gave you that bad of a nickname. Yeah, because they were trying to help me actually. Yeah, right. So I stopped buying wearing silk shirts and just went with cotton. It breathes much better. Okay, so we do this every year because now that we've been on for fifteen years, we can actually say these types of declarative. We do this every year, but every year the first. Friday, at least for probably the last five or six years, we have to remind people that this Sunday is an important date for people who are single 
and wish to get together and start mingling because it is the biggest online dating day. Action is happening. Stephanie, do you want to know more? Well, yes, because did people break up after the holidays? Well, it isn't just that. It's just that it's because it's the Sunday after the fresh new year. I don't know if the audio explains. I don't know they mentioned that specifically. Okay, but just that, you know, New Year's resolutions and people are like, okay, this is a whole new year. Yeah. I'm going to meet somebody and I'm going to do this online thing because you do have of a higher chance of meeting somebody if you're also dating online besides, you know, friends of, you yeah. know, that whole thing. And then at a certain point you get into a time in your life where all your friends are coupled up and they don't have, or they claim not to have any single singletons friends for yeah. you. So here's a little uh, package from GMA. They brought on a, an online dating expert uh, for some assistance. This Sunday, Match expects to see a 42% spike in signups. But registering for a dating site is just the beginning. So we set out to find out how to make the most of your online search for love. I'm Christy, I'm 31, and I'm looking for love. Celebrity stylist Christy Jorfeld spent her 20s focused on her work. But now she's ready to ring in 2018 with romance. I would love to find someone that is independent, self-motivated. According to Match, Christy's chances of getting a date are four times higher if she joins a site or app. Christy enlists the help of Bella Gandhi from Smart Dating Academy. Think of her as a fairy godmother for hire. Dating is a marathon. It's not a sprint. So you've got to get up and do something on a daily basis. She says join only one or two sites and make sure they're age appropriate. If you're in your 20s, Bumble is my favorite at this point. When you're in your 30s and 40s, Match is one of our favorite sites. Our time is dedicated to singles over 50 and eHarmony is also great for those age brackets. 90% of online dating success is based on photos. I think that replacing these three photos is gonna make a big difference. Show you doing things that you really like to do. Those all make for great photos. But don't move too fast. Gandhi suggests speaking by phone before you meet in person and keep your number private with Google Voice. It creates an alternative phone number that can be erased at any time. You can tell so much about someone. You can tell, you can separate their cyber personality from their real personality. But don't be too much of a skeptic. Bella says look at online love with what she calls psychotic optimism. Means love will come to me. It's a when, it's not an if. I am in it to win it. With that advice, Christy's finally putting herself out there. Some other things Bella says we should keep in mind. Don't have a next day delivery mindset. Just because you get online doesn't mean the perfect person is going to arrive in your mailbox within 48 hours. Be patient. Secondly, don't date someone who gives you butterflies. This is surprising, but she says butterflies are usually your gut telling you something is wrong. It's your fear and anxiety, not your excitement. And I think we can all agree with this one. Do find a high GHQ man. That's high in good husband qualities. That means Okay, done. That's enough. Because, I mean, why? It's not just, uh, well, it was that lady was a woman that was looking for a guy. But the photo is the key thing. And a lot of people use selfies and all the web, Tinder, Plenty of Fish, uh, Match, they do the analytics. Yep. Selfies are not appreciated as the photo. Because of, they want to see you in action doing something? Even if you do a professional photo, it's just got to be a better photo. And you'll have a higher chance also of connecting with someone if you use phrases like, 
when someone responds, instead of just saying, hi, I'm curious about this, I noticed that, or you mention, oh, you have good taste, you have to just say one personal thing, because otherwise, the hi, hey, what what are you doing? Yeah. It doesn't really go anywhere. You, and you have to do, like, think of, like, Twitter-like messages. Were you surprised that Tinder wasn't mentioned in the sites that she liked? Well, That's it was... That's not for dating so much, is it? Pardon? It, well, I mean, uh, but it's still Tinder does release their own analytics, yeah. and they too see a tremendous spike. I'm forty two percent increase in, in match profile completions was amazing. That's yeah, a huge and number. same with eHarmony. And also, if you want to, um, these are the key words to use if people are taking notes right now. Guys, use the because you get like anywhere from forty to ninety six percent more response if you have these key. Things in okay. your profile for guys, physically fit, perceptive, spontaneous, outgoing, and optimistic. Those are the keywords for guys. Ladies, these are your buzzwords. Ambitious, perceptive, sweet, hardworking, and thoughtful. Perceptive. Yeah, That's perceptive. very strange that that showed on both lists. Yeah. is it Well, people get tired of dumb people. <laughs> 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 I mean, when you're actively yeah, dating, yeah. you can meet a lot of himbos and bimbos. You yeah. know. Wonder what you do if everybody, male and female, starts using all those same words. It, it doesn't <laughs> matter. It's just that they do the analytics on these things, and it's you can't argue with the statistics. Well, and physically fit is such a generic kind of thing. I mean, I think someone's physically fit, but someone else might not think so. But yeah. you're thinking of it too. You need the words to pop. Remember, yeah. you're popping like a resume you're, finder yes. when you're looking for a job. When you're yep. looking, it's and, a you keyword know, search. It's a keyword and... search. So that's what it is. Anyway, we'll tweet it out at Lori Julia that's... for our online daters for Super Bowl Sunday. And we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. Next week, we all go back to reality and work full weeks. No more, no more of this holiday business. I haven't been on the holiday business, but uh, the roads have been blissfully Isn't it been nice? Yeah. Very nice. That's uh, Feel It Still by Portugal the Man, if you're going to Coachella or Beachella, as we're calling it. Uh, Are there, you going? Uh, no. I'm surprised. I know. Well, I've thought about going. I've thought talked about going with yeah. you. We could stay at a military base that's right there in Palm Desert, like six miles from the festival site. Um Maybe next year, even though this would be a good year to yeah. go. Big headliners. Yeah. You've got a lot of trips on your schedule. I do have a lot of trips, and I don't know. So April will be here before you know it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, of course, we're, I'm like so excited about the Golden Globes this weekend. I got to say, I love the Golden Globes. Yeah, it's going to be great watching. It's going to be great. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot to discuss. <laughs> Yesterday, we were on... You know, like a gossip fairy godmother blessed us with the fact that Angelina and Jennifer Aniston, Brad, ex-Mrs. Pitt number one, and soon to be ex-Mrs. Pitt number two, both presenting. And wouldn't it be great if they came out together? Aren't you glad? Like the Golden Globes are always more interesting in some ways because they actually say stuff because they've had a little bit of wine and they're a little looser. I, I feel like this could be a really fascinating Golden Globes oh, because they're all charged up with this Me Too business. Well, here, let's listen to the Today Show. That's kind of what they're thinking exactly because of the harassment, Time's Up, yep. Me Too, political, the political situation. Mm -hmm. 
So let's Golden listen. Globes have a certain reputation. Good evening, peers and regular people. As an unpredictable show, uh, already the teleprompter's down, that doesn't take itself too seriously. Okay, so the nominees of the five of the most tainted men. Talented. 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 But it's not all fun and games this year. Many stars plan to wear black to protest sexual harassment and assault in an industry rocked by scandals. A challenge for Seth Meyers, who's hosting the Globes for the first time. As for the actual awards, The Shape of Water, which puts a fairy tale spin on a monster movie, leads all with seven nominations. It'll vie for best drama along with Dunkirk and The Post. Well, the battle for top comedy pits the coming-of-age tale Lady Bird against the scary social satire, Get Out. In the acting category, several contenders have won before, like 31-time nominee Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks, Denzel Washington, Daniel Day-Lewis, and Christopher Plummer, who could be rewarded for replacing Kevin Spacey at the last possible moment in all the money in the world. First-time nominees include 22-year-old Timothy Chalamet and veteran Gary Oldman for portraying Winston Churchill. The Globes do love newcomers, especially on TV, The Handmaid's Tale and Marvelous Mrs. Maisel are among the crop of new shows going for gold, along with familiar faces like Will and Grace, old and new, sharing the stage at Hollywood's biggest part. Many predict you'll hear these three words a lot, Big Little Lies. The HBO Limited series is expected to have a big night in a number of categories. Also, this year's Cecil B. DeMille Award, the Globe's equivalent of the Lifetime Achievement Award, will go to Oprah Winfrey. That's exciting. Yeah, so there you go. So, And they do like to... um, reward particularly new tv shows like uh uh gina rodriguez run for jane the virgin mm-hmm. uh, rachel bloom won for her that singing dancing crazy show. Ex-girlfriend. yeah crazy ex-girlfriend so they'll they do do that with the tv shows but donnie um posted the pin i guess reese witherspoon when they first initially had this time's up meeting and they were like dividing off into groups to okay, you're going to be in charge of this. You're going. To, Reese was in charge of finding someone to design a pin for Time's Up. Oh, okay. So Donnie, okay. Has, Donnie has posted it, and um, I'm only acting, reacting like that because I've seen the pin, and as a fashion designer and someone that I feel is very fashion forward, Reese Witherspoon. Well, she didn't design it. She was just in charge of yes. finding. Still, someone. well, I know, I know. Take a look at it. It's it's. Well, kind of describe it, Laurie, a little. Well, bit. it's a it's a it's a long square pin. It's, it's a like, rectangle. It's a rectangle in all in big letters. Times up, black and white. I guess it has three horizontal bars that sort of resemble a flag. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com hi everybody this is adriana trajani i'm the host of you are what you read i have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now we get everybody from sarah jessica parker to Kristen hannah mitch album Susie essman craig ferguson 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Lag, kind of? Yeah, it, it's, it's, I always like my pins circular. Can I just say that? I love a brooch looking pin, a circular yeah, pin. This I think of square pins as something that guys wear. It or, looks like a flag pin that Republicans will wear in their ties or the Make America Great pin that Trump Well, it reminded me of a hotel concierge. The gal who did it, every, people will be wearing this pin, but supposedly only 500 were made. And um, and can I just, as, as we're talking about the shape of it, where are you going to put that on your glamorous black dress, by the way? I, it, no, I hate it wearing It isn't going to go anywhere. Uh, unless it's a magnet, one of those magnet backs. Yeah, but like even like a circle, maybe you could incorporate into more types of dresses. Fashion, I know. A rec- a big two by one inch rectangle. I what know. are you going to do with I, that? I don't know. And it was a costume designer and stylist, Ariane Phillips, who Reese asked to design it. I'm so and, sorry for well, the stylist. Like she may be... Two weeks before the holidays. So I just feel like maybe they could redo it if they wanted. You know. Yeah. If the response is overwhelming, we'll see if they wear it. But we know they're wearing black gowns, which uh, Julia and Rose McGowan at the very beginning of this felt that was very feeble way of protesting. Because why is a symbolic gesture even necessary when they've basically blown the roof off of everything yeah, that's I mean, happening. I mean, I don't get it really. because I get what their point of view is, but I also think people want to belong. They want to make a statement. They In want solidarity. To, yeah, they want to support other women. And and now no one will dare bucket. And I guess if you do bucket, I hope that you don't get judged. Because if I had a really pretty turquoise gown, if I'm somebody, I'd be like, why can't I just wear this gown You'd with have my to ties save up pin? You'd have to save it for, I mean, we're in awards but season. You I could know, save but, it for another no, time. I, I agree with Lori. But if you, it's the dress, you don't know if you're going to get nominated for something else. For some of Do these. you think anyone is going to buck this trend? I hope so. I, I hope not. I no. hope so, because then I, we will defend her right to do that along with... Look at how lovely that pin actually ended up working on her red dress. <laughs> it's free speech, right? Yeah. All right. Listen, we come back. We got a little uh, interview with Seth Meyers, who's hosting the Golden Globes for the first time. Talk about a nerve-wracking job, but we think he's He'll up be to fine. it. Yeah, I think so, too. All right, we'll be right back. Happy Friday, everybody. Stephanie Hansen filling in for Julia. who will be back on Monday. Of course, Donnie Love is here. And you got any big anything happening on the Weekly Dish tomorrow besides your usual dazzling Saturday repertoire? Yeah. Repertoire? Repertoire. We're talking about trends. And there's been a lot of interesting food trends, cocktail trends. There's a guy in town that works for a design company and every year they compile a book of trends they travel so that should be pretty fun and Steph and I haven't been on the air for two weeks so oh my gosh. we well, have a lot be fun to catch up to on, catch up on. Mm-hmm. all right so the Golden Globes are Sunday we are having a watch along here at the station I'll be you can follow what Julia and I have to say because she'll also be back on Lori Julia mm-hmm. and also Instagram um, Lori and Julia um, but we won't be at the 
the couch or wherever they're doing no. it. I think we're doing the Grammys. Okay. Yes. Um, so we know the show will be about the awards. It'll be about Seth Meyers jokes, but um, the biggest story will be the fashion. It really will be. Just I don't, well, the, the fashion, dark fashion or the, the fashion, Me Too fashion. Just the fashion, the Me Too, the yeah, Time's Up. The goth the, fashion, I the think you've called fashion, it. The goth fashion, what people will be saying. It'll be interesting to see how Juliana and Ryan, what kind of new questions they have. I was going to ask you about that because we can't really. It's same with NBC because then they make, they make E shut off their camera at like, Six. So normally in a red carpet scenario, it's like, who are you wearing? Tell us about your blah, blah, blah. And everybody promotes, I'm wearing Marquesa and I'm wearing these diamonds. Well, you can and, be sure there well, will be no that. Marquesa this year. <laughs> no, no, but no, do no, you no. think that they can even ask those kind of sort of trivialized questions in light of what the no. dressing means? They're going to have to have real substantive conversations. Yes. Yes, they are. They ask That's me unique. something more. Yeah. yeah. But I have always wanted to know at least who are they wearing? I didn't, I never liked it when they'd be, my clutch is by this and my earrings are by this yeah. and my bracelets by this. It's and like, do we have Manny Cam anymore? No, they finally got rid of that because people just, I remember Elizabeth Moss a couple of years ago just like it, rolled her eyes. Yeah. It, that was pathetic, you know? And so I don't think they'll do the 360. That's what took over on E, the yep. 360 fashion spin. So, yeah, it will be a more interesting red carpet, and I think there's going to be a lot of, of you know, just stories and stuff. Do you think that this... <laughs> that, I mean, stories that will have some... Like, there might be some real amazing right. things yeah, that get said. After a while, who's your black dress by? Well, well, and and think- also with the presenters, because sometimes the presenters walk the red carpet, and also what they'll be saying on their scripted things, and then what are the winners going to say? And do you think this will change be a sea change in how we look at red carpets and how people respond on red carpets are we going to stop talking about the dresses as much and have more substances or air quote substantive conversations you know what no because the red carpet doesn't lend itself if you want to have a a, a conversation of substance when come back in the press room you can say stuff you can say something there's not enough time Time. they're moving you along so Mm -hmm. quickly and i mean one of the things that is Fun is to celebrate, you know, how, how you look, because if you do win or even if you're nominated, anytime you have a big event in your life, you want to get a great photo of you in whatever you're wearing. Right. And so sometimes like we'll just be appalled at what somebody's wearing who won, who clearly didn't expect to win because they have to live with that dumb photo, that terrible dress, or right. that look. So I, the interest is there. I mean, it's just part of the, you know, plumage. So this will be a one-off and we'll kind of get back to normal. I think it's I think going so. to carry over, I think, at the Screen Actor Guild. I think that the... the but- the, Not all black at the screen. No, but the still. tone as yeah. far as conversation. Like you would be able to ask somebody something, but you don't usually have time. They usually, you have one question, who are you wearing? I mean, they will get yeah. as specific as that. And sometimes you're just shouting at them. What's interesting I read too is all of the, normally like, what are you wearing? Some of those people are paid to wear those things. Some of those people, it's been uh, underneath the table. It's it's yeah. What they're doing this year is, what are you wearing in the payments? They're asking them to funnel them to these charities and to time out. To time's up. Yep, time's, time's up. up. Thank you. Um, so I think that's kind of interesting that all of that pay for play still happened, but it was funneled through charity. 
Right, but they were asking the stylist to give up the money, their salary, rather than why doesn't the donation just go to Time's Up and why can't the stylist get paid for running all over town, finding you a different black dress so you can stand out from the rest of the crowd. Celebrities never pay. And making numerous trips to the, you know, Lorraine Schwartz to get your jewelry. Right. I wonder if anyone will wear a tiara like Ruth Nega did at the Oscars last year. Remember how pretty that was, that tiny? Little. They did say that to expect lots of jewelry. Yeah, well, that, that's that good. will be the way that people have yeah. expressed their individuality in well, their black dresses. I, well, let's listen to see what Seth Meyers has to say. I don't. He didn't sound nervous at all to me. Cool thing to be asked to host. Now you've hosted the Emmys. I have. You've hosted the ESPYS. I have. Yeah. Where does the Golden Globes fall on the list of cool things? I think it's one of the cooler shows. One, it's the first of the award season. Two, people are drinking. That's helpful. <laughs> yes. It combines movies and TV. I yeah. Think that part of it is really neat as well. And yeah, I just I've been in the audience for it before. I've been backstage for it before, and it's the most fun I've had in award show. This is a weird year, I mean, to put it mildly. Given that everything that's going on in Hollywood and around the country with all the sexual harassment Mm -hmm. stuff, what do you do as a host of one of Hollywood's biggest nights to acknowledge it but not make everything about it? Like, how do you work that? I think the same way we handle late night. You have a conversation with your writing staff. You talk about how to strike the right tone. We definitely aren't going to ignore it. Right. It's the elephant in the room. You just try to figure out how to address it in a way that, as you point out, you don't want to distract from all the great things that happened in Hollywood this year either. Right. So hopefully we'll find a balance. Um, but it's, an, it is, you know, times like these, I think, make it more exciting to yeah. have shows like this. They so do? I think they do. <laughs> in that, look, if it was just talking about how great movies and TV yeah. shows are, they're yeah. probably better hosts than me. Uh-huh. Hopefully, <laughs> I, I can bring it. a unique skill set to this. So, and then, of course, Hoda had to ask him, well, who are you going to run your jokes by? Because on his show, he has a couple of his writers that sometimes they do a bit where they come out and tell jokes that he can't as a white guy. Oh. <laughs> and okay, it's really funny. a that's funny good, yeah. bit. And they're both <laughs> two different writers I that see. are getting some airtime. Oh, I mean, they fun. could that's get cool. an SNL yeah. gig, their own show, but they're very, um, two very funny women. So here we go. So, okay, if you're going to call friends, other writers to say, hey, what do you think? Who are your top three who you'd call up and say, do you like it? Is it too much? Is it too little? Well, I, you know, I'm in this great situation where I'm friends with two of the people who I think hosted the Globes better than anyone, which is Amy and Tina. Uh-huh. So I think when we get a script nailed down, the first people we will email it to are them uh-huh. to see it. where their tastes lie. <laughs> They'll be like, Seth, I don't think so. Yeah. Although that, those yes. two ladies will probably be the ones who say, you got to go farther. you got to push this they, envelope they farther. They swing I it? think so. They're both swingers. They're both big hitters. <laughs> they're both uh, swingers. Yeah, they're both, let's live let's there hit big hitters. Step. Yeah, we'll, we'll cut out swingers <laughs> and leave it in. You know what? They should live their lives. I, I'm sorry that the world found out this way, but... <laughs> I love that that those are, I mean, how great would you feel if those are your people to run stuff by? It's really smart, too, because they will know what the tenor of Hollywood Mm -hmm. is. They're women. They're influential. That's real smart. Yeah, it is real smart. And, of course, um, uh, we also, in another great post that Donnie found, the most memorable moments on the Golden Globe that NBC put together and then Us Weekly did a little montage of, and it's posted. But one of the most memorable moments were Amy 
and Tina when they did host. They hosted for three years running after Ricky Gervais. And they that one, the year he married them all, they repeatedly roasted him and said, um, and no, in their final year, they said, George Clooney married them all, all, all this year. She's a human rights lawyer who worked on the Enron case, was an advisor to Kofi Annan regarding Syria and was on the three person. They went on all her accomplishments. So tonight her husband is getting a lifetime achievement <laughs> award. That's funny. And then the that. year earlier, yeah. they mocked him about his uh, tendency to date younger women. Gravity is nominated for best film. It's the story of how George Clooney would rather float away in space and die than spend one more minute with a woman his own age. <laughs> good stuff. That was good. He used to always, I mean, you forget that he was always on the red carpet with these very young, beautiful well, women the, that were very the, different from the woman he married. The the uh, one the one year that we met him, he wasn't with anybody but his publicist. And then the year he came with the wrestler Stacy, whatever her name was. Yes, and then there was Julianne Huff. He, she he he, he didn't date Julianne Huff. Who? Okay, I'm thinking of uh, who's the blonde. I'm saying the wrong name. Stacy Keebler. Thank you. Yeah, he. We saw yeah. him that year. He came with her, and she wore a gold dress. And that Julia and I looked at each other, and we go, "She's wearing the gold dress to the SAG Awards because she's not going to be the date to the Oscars." And she was. Oh, there you go. You know, um, and then uh, some other things in this. Um, um, this would never. Now will not happen this year. One a memorable Globes moment was in 2012. Seth Rogen was presenting the award for Best Actress in a Motion Picture. And, of course, he couldn't contain his excitement, and he said this, Hello, I'm Seth Rogen, and I'm currently trying to conceal a massive erection. As his co-presenter, Kate Beckinsale, just kind of said, How nice. (laughs) That happened in 2012. That's gross. That will never happen at this award show. No, no. And Kate I mean, Beckinsale, what has she done lately besides not eat? Uh, I don't know. She was in that one good, that kind of movie where she... Yeah, it was incredibly dull. Oh, was it, Donnie? Yeah. Anyway, didn't she's... Just, didn't we just say she's going to be in an Amazon series? She is. She's going to be... It's yeah, called yeah. The Widow, yeah. and she's also dating a, like a hot boy toy of about 30 and making out with them all over the place. Well? Well, his her husband left her for a younger woman, so that's got to taste good. <laughs> Um, Let's see. Of course, the host with the most insults loved. We loved him. Ricky Gervais. Gervais. I did not love him. Oh, God. I was irritated the entire time. Oh, you were? Oh, it's he just I just he's not my humor. He's not your humor. Um, How about here's a Golden Globe moment to remember. And I know we got to go, Donnie. But this is 2007. Okay. Grey's Anatomy. The cast won. And, you know, when a cast wins, they all walk back to the press room and Isaiah Washington and Julia and I have seen from the press room when it is a big cast, sometimes they'll just say, you take most of the questions or these two are Mm going to answer. Otherwise, they're stepping over each other and everyone's trying to get audio. Isaiah Washington stepped up and said, I did not call TR, referring to TR Knight from Minneapolis, a um and then use the uh, the gay slur f word yeah but he said that word I did not well whenever you say something like that and it's like you're admitting well yeah you did well and it's just bringing it up again into yeah. the yeah and he said never happened and the every people were furious Catherine 
uh, Igo said, uh, I'm going to be really honest right now. Isaiah needs to be quiet. She said that out loud. Yeah. Oh, she was always good for saying what nobody else wanted to say. Uh, yeah. But we hated it at yeah. the same time. Get but, it? But I, that was big gossip that year. Yeah. It was just like, oh my gosh, what is he thinking? All right. He let's... left the show shortly there. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. After. Yes, he did. Listen, when we come back, um, just the Hollywood Reporter has some predictions. Who should win? Who will win? We're going to weigh in and see if Lots. we have any agreement. It's time again to celebrate. Oh, I love that song, Pink. I just see you twirling on that building. All the AMAs. Remember when she did that? Did that up and down that? She's that whole high wire act business. I I don't know. It's amazing. I don't even know what to call it. The silks, whatever the official name is for what she does. Oh, fancy that you even know that. (laughs) I like that. Um, Okay, so we are just obsessively talking about Golden Globes. Um, And one of the other memorable moments that uh, Donnie has posted, it is widely considered, I guess, that Jamie Foxx, the year he won in 2005 for Ray, gave one of the most heartfelt Mm. speeches in Golden Globes history because, uh, you know, he paid tribute to his grandmother. He started crying, and it was just really... And that was... He was incredible in that movie. Oh, I, that yes, role indeed. seemed so personal for him. Like, yeah. that he really just immersed himself. Yeah, it was so, so good. And also, um, I, I I saw this on the NBC Golden Globe special. Brad Pitt, when he won for 12 Monkeys in yep. 1996, Best Supporting, he started off his speech not by think, thanking his co-star's director or his girlfriend, Gwyneth, in the audience, by but acknowledging the makers of K.O. Pectate. <laughs> he says, I have a nervous stomach and it works. That's good. Oh, like that's that. funny. Isn't that kind of cute? And then uh, the last one, the year of the Rat Pack in 19... Before, when the Globes first started from 44 to 58, the awards were presented by... You know, the Roma correspondent from, you know, or British, all the journalists that make up the Hollywood foreign wow. press. Okay. They didn't have actors. And in 1958, a dr- the drunken rat pack was there. And it, so Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, and Sammy Davis Jr. jumped up on stage with their whiskey, hijacked the rest of the show. And then the next year, they were asked back as hosts, and the journalists never have done it again. That's funny. Isn't that? That's real sorry. funny yeah. and so, great trivia. Yeah, so we can thank them for that. Okay, yeah. so let's let's see if we agree with the Hollywood uh, TV critic, Tim All right. Goodman. And uh, let's go with best series, musical, or comedy. He thinks that Master of None should win because it is such a sweet, personal story. It's just perfect. Yep. But they think, he thinks, and I agree with the will win, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Because that was fantastic. And hasn't Aziz Ansari won for Master of None already once? 
Maybe. I don't know. I feel like he might have. I don't know. I don't know that he did. I haven't seen the Mrs. Meisel show, but I know you guys have really liked it. It, It's the last five winners in this category have been rookies. The Golden Globes, they do do like to give a fresh new TV show. So it's not good news for Blackish or Master of None because they have not won. Okay. So I think, I think, I don't know. I'd be real happy and you should watch that show. It's marvelous. The marvelous Mrs. (laughs) Mrs. Maisel is a true delight. Um, Okay. Best TV series. Tim Goodman thinks Game of Thrones should win. Mm -hmm. Completely agree. That was an amazing season. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's like watching a film. But he thinks The Handmaid's Tale will win because, again, Game of Thrones has never won the last two years. Newcomers have won. The Crown won it last year. Stranger Things won it the year before that. And so they don't... I think Handmaid's Tale won the Emmy, too. No, it did win the Emmy. Did it win? Oh, I yeah. wonder if too they'll save the Game of Thrones love for their final year. Uh, but this year, it all came together it's a very in strong season. In pounding, it all it came together. It coalesced. It was like I every, bit my nails every week. Every week, <laughs> it, I, I that to me is that's highway robbery. I'm going to say right now, I'm going to be upset if this is true. Okay. I want Game of Thrones to win. I just do. And don't you think, too, as cool as Handmaid's Tale is and Margaret Atwood's book's amazing, that's a, a adaption of a book. Like, Game of Thrones is also an adaption of a book, but it's just, it's like they've taken it to a whole new level. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. So, um, uh, Tim Goodman from The Hollywood Reporter thinks Fargo should win Best TV Movie or Limited Series, but Big Little Lies is oh, going to win. Yeah. Oh yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah! I know, it just sounded like Fargo, Fargo. was so good, though. Mm-hmm. That was such a great Fargo season. Big Little yeah. Lies has six nominations, um, and even though it isn't um, a miniseries or a TV movie, because now it's a reoccurring thing, I, I, it was too late after they did the vote. Right, you know, they waited to. Uh, announce the second season after all of this came down. So we'll see if there's any bitching anywhere <sighs> about that. But um, I do think Big Little Lies will win. Yeah, probably. Some really strong performances in there. Nicole Kidman and that. Well, and let's say their scars guard were great. I want to talk to you about that because Tim Goodman from The Hollywood Reporter said best actors for a TV movie or limited series. He thinks Jessica Biel should win because it was such a head-turning and headline-making performance in the center. I mean, Julia and I were obsessed with that show. I've never even heard of it. On USA Now, it's it's incredible. Okay. It's so, so good if you like a mystery. And it's just amazing. And she executive produced it. This is why JT is with her and okay. trying to steal her thunder. But she's up against... Four Hollywood heavyweights that the Hollywood Foreign Press would never want to snub. Nicole, the feud ladies, Sarandon, and Oh, I forgot about them. They could get it, too. Well, they think that Nicole Kidman, Tim Goodman thinks Nicole Kidman will win because we've never seen, um, even though Jessica Biel, her character has, there's abuse that's going on, but we've not seen that portrayal of domestic violence ever or since that Farrah Fawcett movie remember that one 
But yes. this showed the nuances. Yes. Burning Bed was more black and white and, and, yep. and all of that. But this showed the nu- nuances of how this happens, how it can happen. And the complications can, of you still it, love your spouse who's beating you. And it can happen to anybody. It doesn't. Some, it's not something just happens to people who have addiction or sadness yeah. in their life. It can happen any income, any yep. education level. And to me, that was the thing that really just blew me yeah, away the, the counseling sessions with the psychologist were, it, it were unbelievable really so yeah. her she's more powerful than you know the other big name actresses yeah. next to her jessica beale in uh, the center really the, the first time i've ever just been blown away i was like she can really act she should really be proud of herself for taking this book and making this amazing show okay yeah you got to watch it stuff i wrote it down okay uh and then what else what other can ones we just sh- talk about ladybird oh yeah ladybird okay because i julia was on your show talk her show your show yeah, talking her- about how much she didn't like ladybird i'm sorry i thought that movie was amazing it, yeah and you know what and simple it like not a lot happens but what happens felt so personal to Todd me. mccarthy at the hollywood reporter says that is going to win Best picture, musical, or comedy. It should win, and it will win. And it, it's just, it's charming. It's touching. It brings you back to a time in your own life that you can really just remember fondly. And mm-hmm. it, it it's also like if you have daughters and you're a mother, it's just, oh, I, that movie was complicated for me, but I loved it. Oh, I can't wait to see it. I'm really behind on my movie. And it's simple. It's kind of like that movie Boyhood was, remember? Oh, sure, sure, yeah. It's just yeah. a slice of life, yeah. but it's well done, and it just evokes emotions in you that you forget that you have. It's got yeah. strong competition, though, with Get Out and I, Tonya. I don't think Get Out, I thought Get Out was a really unique movie yeah. and very interesting, but the acting was horrendous. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. You didn't? No. I I, I mean, <laughs> Catherine Keener was good, and the guy, the head guy, Peel, was good, but everybody else was like... Huh? Huh? What about the TSA guy? He was amazing. I, I love just, that guy. He was, yeah. I like he the was great. They, uh, <laughs> Tim from The Hollywood Reporter also thinks it's a shoe win, and should win, will win, Timothy Chalamet from Call Me By Your Name. Which is the movie with Army Hammer. Yeah, the love story. Yeah, Jason asked me today, Sid, how would you describe that? I said, man, love in Rome. <laughs> I haven't seen Which it yet. Which that sounds good, too. Doesn't that sound good? All right. Anything anyway, in Rome. We'll see you on the couch at the Golden Globes on Sunday, everybody. When we come back, we got a game to play, and we got Justin Timberlake's new song. We're going to weigh in. Is it good or not?